This podcast is for you if you are ready for a change, a shift, a transformation in your life about your money. Whatever your path has been, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you're ready to stop fighting yourself, to have more fun, to do more of what you want to do, and be more of who you are meant to be, to become a maven. So let's get started. My name is Melissa Paul, and I'll be your host. Welcome to Dear Money Maven. Today's podcast episode is going to be a little bit different. For one, I'm not in my studio recording this. What you and I are doing right now is we're taking a short road trip together. I want you to envision yourself tucked in the front seat next to me in my car. Right now we are driving through some lovely country landscape, but it is a rainy, rainy day. And so I figured let's, let's make this more fun and uh, have a little company. So. The topic we're going to talk about today is a little bit interesting because I want to bring up Jane Fonda and I hope Jane Fonda in your mind right now is like the Jane Fonda of the 80s that we all knew and love in the leotard and the leg warmers just like getting her dance on on a VHS tape because that is uh, the Jane Fonda that comes to mind when I hear her name. But we all know that she was an actress and came from an acting family of royalty and uh, also still continues to do uh, activism work. So I have a lot of respect for strong women and she is definitely one of our tribe. So I want to, since we're on a road trip together, we're going to meander on this conversation. Hang in there with me. Last year at uh, New Year's Eve, my best friend Dina was staying with me and we were hunkered down for some serious emotional cabin time. We had our favorite slippers out, drinking some wine, and we were closing out the year and bringing in the new year by mainly (laughs) relaxing as much as possible. And uh, she tries her best to keep me up on any sort of pop culture. And when we have cabin time like that, she will supply me with People Magazine. (laughs) People Magazine is not um, a typical news source for me, but on this occasion, while I'm kicked back, relaxing, and uh, enjoying some holiday time with friends, I'm, uh, I'm going to enjoy some pop culture. And the cover article was featuring Jane Fonda. And I thought to myself, what the heck is Jane Fonda up to? Like, you know, I hadn't seen anything about her. And so it was kind of interesting to read what she was, you know, how she was still uh, being an activist and, you know, her approach to life and everything. But there was a quote that she said that has really stuck with me in a really big way. And she said that what she wants for the people that she loves is for them to be and feel seen, safe, and celebrated. And I thought, that is a really great screening mechanism. Seen, safe, and celebrated. It gives us a touchstone and again, a filter to look through as we look at a situation. And I have found myself over the last year using that phrase quite a bit 
in a whole bunch of areas of my life. Personally, it's a very, very easy one to go to when you're dealing interpersonally with people. And, um, and for me, that was, um, okay, I'm going to bring this into my personal life, my dating life. You know, I want to make sure that I'm honoring my own boundaries and that I'm doing the same thing for other people, but that I'm expecting to be seen safe and celebrated. And that can mean so many different things in different scenarios. And I started thinking recently about how I can apply this to money. And as we talk more and more about money mindset, I started thinking, how can I apply that same mantra that that Jane so kindly (laughs) offered up to me with my money? And I realized a couple things. So I want to share with you how I'm using it as as a filter to look through to make sure that I'm staying on track. I think that it's important for us to have a good relationship with money. As we look at it as a relationship, then we can, we can see two sides of things because we have a responsibility. I think often people will think they have a bad relationship with money because they're not making enough or you know, they were raised with this negative mindset and they can't shake it. And so it's a one-sided thing. It's a, it's a, I have a bad relationship with money because, you know, it sucks. I never have enough. I'm always feeling broke. I was raised poor. All of these negative things that then stick with us over time. And again, as, as we have talked about in previous episodes, the way that we think about money makes a difference because it impacts our small daily decisions, which add up over time to our overall long-term success. But if we think about money as a relationship being it's two-sided, there's a flow back and forth. And if we think about the fact that money can respond to us, then maybe we want to treat it like we treat other relationships in our life, which are meaningful. We think about money a lot, we need it, we rely on it, we use it daily. It's probably something we should think about as a living, breathing relationship that we can enhance and grow. And so with that, I started thinking again about the seen, safe, and celebrated. Well, how can I apply that? It has been extraordinarily helpful for me to run scenarios through that filter in my personal life. So how can I do it in my money life? And one of the things that I noticed right away that was off was I have some big goals that I am pursuing with my money. But was I acknowledging any of the small wins along the way? And that would be, am I seeing my money? I'm seeing my goals. I'm seeing future money. But am I really acknowledging and seeing what's showing up right now? I mean, if this was a personal relationship and I was in a relationship with somebody who kept talking about how I was going to be in the future but didn't want to acknowledge how I was right now, I'd get pretty ticked off pretty quickly. (laughs) And when I started thinking of it that way, I was like, oh, interesting. As I'm trying to lean into some of my bigger goals, I'm very much thinking future-oriented, which is good because it drives me forward. That's all very important. 
but then I'm not shifting gears and I'm actually not acknowledging what's already showing up for me. So I thought, well, that's something that I need to change. And so I made some different shifts and I thought, well, I'm going to acknowledge all money that comes to me. I'm going to see all of it that arrives to me, no matter how small or big or the form or the way that it comes to me, I am going to be grateful for all of it. And it's not that I wasn't grateful for it, but was I really seeing it? You know, that's all, all of the dollars along the way contribute to getting us to our overall goals. But I think it's very easy to, you know, overlook the, you know, $25 check that you got as a rebate from whatever. And you just, you know, deposit the check and move on because it's a small amount. So it doesn't feel like it's worthy of a victory. But again, if we were looking at this from a human relationship standpoint, we want to get acknowledged for the small things because the small things are actually the big things in our relationships. So I started making a shift in that where I was committed then to acknowledging all of the wins along the way because I know that all of the small wins add up over time. And if I'm in a relationship with money that I want to improve, I want it to know that I appreciate and value however it shows up. I don't want it waiting and queuing up and like gathering so that it so that it's delayed down the line until I get like one big victory. You know, again, you know, the grand slams aren't what wins the game of baseball. Overall, it's the bunts and the singles. So I started documenting. You know, I would, I would write down and track any time I received any amount of money. And that allowed me to then, I think, get into a situation where I'm seeing my money from a better, more positive, healthier perspective. So that's how I, I addressed the seen portion of the mantra. Seen, safe, and celebrated. The safe portion is I want to be responsible when I receive money and my commitment to investing for my future is very, very strong. So I felt like that one was, I was already in a pretty good place with that. I have a healthy money practice. Um, I personally practice on budgeting, which is the tactic, the technique that I teach, but I practice it every day. And so I'm in that habit. I'm in that practice of setting aside a portion of all money that comes to me in a safe place. I want money to know that it is safe to arrive in my checking account because it will get, it will be honored. It will be protective and I will be using a portion of it to secure my future. I'm taking care of my future self with those actions. So I already felt like I was had a good start with that, but I started thinking about it from a greater perspective, are there other things that I can do? And what I realized is that I have been managing my investments on my own. And I feel like in the course of this next year, I will want to bring in a financial advisor, a, a professional. And that's going to be an, a, a pretty big undertaking. It's going to be a project that I'm going to take very seriously because then I'm trusting another person to honor my money and keep it safe. 
So I then need to make sure that the other person that I am trusting with my money is going to have the same philosophy as I do. And, and I, have, I have some pretty big money wounds from my past with that. I invested uh, several years ago with a private equity firm where the, um, the principal in the firm stole a huge amount of money from uh, the investors. So I lost about 85% of all my invested funds with them. So that takes some time, that takes some healing to recover from. So for me to be in a place where I now think I have, I have grown and healed those wounds to get to the point where I feel like I need to bring in somebody else is going to be a big deal. It's like dating after you go through a divorce. <laughs> you're going to need to do some healing before you're going to be willing to go out and trust somebody else again, right? Um, but if we can do that, we can also find uh, a financial advisor. So when I looked at it from the safe portion of that mantra, I thought, I'm doing well, and yet I also have some work to do. Now getting to the celebrated portion of this, and this is something that is very strong in my philosophy about managing money. We talk about it a lot in Unbudgeting, and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast with you, is fun. We need to celebrate with our money and celebrate our money as often as possible. This isn't about spending in an irresponsible way. That's not at all what I talk about. I talk a lot about our spending within healthy boundaries. But this is more about enjoying the fruits of our labor without guilt. We're all working exceptionally hard. And when we receive the results of that hard work, we need to celebrate that we've received that money and we also need to be able to celebrate by buying what we want to buy without guilt. Oh my gosh. I've got some episodes coming up where we're going to be digging into the guilt and money, but can we just agree right now that it's a big topic and we all suffer from it in one way or another. So celebrate. So I've been thinking about that and the small purchases that I make that make my life easier or that bring me joy, I'm pausing a bit and acknowledging them. I want to celebrate that the work that I put in turned into money that I received and that a portion of that gets to be spent in a way that just fills me up, that just delights me guilt-free, no strings attached. I just love it. And I don't care what it is. Sometimes it's the small purchases that really light us up. When we give ourselves permission to invest in them guilt-free. Several years ago, I was going through a particularly challenging time in my personal life. I had was just coming out of my divorce and times were very, very bleak and dark for me. And I bought a essential oil diffuser. And I kept thinking every time I would put those lavender drops in there before I'd go to bed, this brings me unreasonable joy for the amount of money that I invested in it. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. What are those small things? It might be the fancy candle. It might be the better makeup. It might be the one shirt that you always wear first when you do laundry. 
Whatever it is, there is something, and it doesn't have to be a Lamborghini. There's something that you can purchase guilt-free that will give you unreasonable joy. And when you make that purchase, acknowledge that you're actually investing in joy and celebrate. Celebrate that you received the money. Celebrate that you are investing it in something that lights you up. Because I think if we look again at this as a two-way relationship, money wants to come to us to delight us also. It wants to make us safe. It wants to make us feel secure. But it wants to delight us. So I wanted to share a little bit of Jane Fonda's wisdom. How are you seeing? Are you making your money feel safe? Are you celebrating it? Or do you think you have some improvements to do along the way? Are you feeling seen, safe, and celebrated in various areas of your life? Or do you have some other areas to work on there? I always find it interesting when you grab these little snippets and then they can start applying to various areas of your life. And while I took Jane's advice and used it primarily in my personal life, when I started looking at it from my approach to my relationship with money, I thought there's another pearl of wisdom in there. And whenever I find those, I want to share them with you. So I hope you find this helpful. As you go about your day, think about that. Think about the people in your life, the relationships in general, but relationship with money. Through that lens, through that mantra of seen, safe, and celebrated. Whether or not you're wearing leg warmers. <laughs> I want to acknowledge you for putting time and investing in your own life. Again, as always, you are worthy you are doing a great job. We got this. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being on my road trip with me. Hey, it's Melissa here. And I have a gift for you. I have an ebook called How to Manage Your Money Without Budgeting. And I'd like to give it to you. Head over to melissapaul.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-P-A-H-L.com and download your copy. It'll probably take you only 15 or 20 minutes to read the whole thing. And at the end, you will have a complete understanding of this whole system that I talk about in this podcast. I think you're going to find it really valuable and I'm really excited to share it with you. So head over to melissapaul.com and download your copy today. Thanks.